0: welcome back to the yankee nation podcast today is wednesday november 9th hard to hard to tell that it's november with the weather we've had up here in the northeast by the way but it is and uh we have uh we have a lot of cashman boone quotes to talk about uh and that that happened in the last week they had their standard postseason press conference um and uh and Cashman spoke at the GM meetings last night as well. So we'll talk about all that. We got some uh, actual transaction type of stuff to to talk about as well. But before we get into all that, send it out to San Diego, my co-host Brian. How are you doing?
1: Well, we are experiencing what we would normally see in wintertime out here. Um, <clears throat> we've just had a couple of uh, days of pretty pretty steady rain, uh, which, of course, this area of, of California out here in San Diego desperately needs. Um, temperatures are chilling down a little bit. Um, you know, the windows are open at night and, uh, we're probably in the, uh, in the, uh, get dipping down into, you know, believe it or not, probably temperatures in the early wee morning and the hours, wee hours of the morning, it's like 49, 48. That's a little chilly out here, but you know, we're, uh, a lot of news and it's a lot of a lot of talk i will say less news more talk um going on and what's going on in the uh in the, in the Yankees baseball world right now as the post post and the um you know the uh the, the season of free agents free agency is about to get ready to kick off on Thursday and we're ready to roll
0: yeah and um yeah to get right into it i mean we'll do the the transactions first um i think yep. uh most notably, I mean, this is the most simple one. Um, the Yankees exercised uh, Luis Severino's option for uh, 2023, which was an obvious decision. A no-brainer, um, yeah. Yeah, for $15 million, I mean, for Severino, is was a pretty easy decision. Yep. Um, uh, Rizzo opted out, as uh, most people expected, um, and the Yankees gave him the qualifying offer. So that means if he signs with someone else, that team will uh, give up a draft pick for uh, signing Rizzo, and yep. uh, that makes me think that he's uh, pretty likely to come back.
1: You know, the, and the Yankees have said they want him back, and um, you know, and putting the qualifying offer on him actually gives him a pay raise from last year uh, on his, you know, the on the, uh, gives him a pay raise from the contract he was opting out of. Um, but I really hope they get an extension, uh, you know, extended contract set up. Uh, I'd be okay with two or three years with him, and uh, you know, they're going to have some kids in that infield, uh, hopefully, as we'll get to talking here, and and we'll just see. But he's such a steady presence um, on mm-hmm. the on the field, in the batter's box, and also in the dugout. So
0: yeah, and um, I mean, I, I would. I, this is Rizzo is unfortunately the exact type of player that the qualifying offer hurts in free agency. So uh, that's, it's kind of like, and I think he wants to be back too. So, um, so I, I would expect him to come back. Um, the Yankees are said to be still discussing a qualifying, qualifying offer for, uh, Jamison Tyone. Um, yep. uh, that I, I would guess they wouldn't do that because I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, think, I, don't, I don't expect him to be back. Um, I think we would probably would have heard by now if they uh, were going to extend that to him. Um, free agency starts tomorrow at 5 p.m., by the way. So yep. in the next day, we'll know for sure. But I, I would yep. lean towards no on Tyone for a qualifying offer because I think he would possibly accept. So Yeah, I think it would be,
1: you know, <clears throat> Montaus is a question mark, right? Frank, uh, you know, he has he uh, got to hopefully recover um, from the ailments and stuff. Tyone is proven, you know. Um, it's funny. Just a little side note on Tyone. He came out this week with a response on Twitter. You know, um, the uh, quarterback, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, um, is having some problems with his uh, ulnar collateral ligament in his elbow. And um, and they had posted that that was potentially a problem that might might hold him out for a few weeks uh, and Tyone came right in and said, If he needs anybody to talk to about UCLs, it's me, you know, Kevin. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> so, dealt with that twice. So, yeah, um, yeah, so, um,
1: I'd like to see Tyone back, I, I would. Uh, just to, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think he, first off, he made it through the entire season, never missed a start in the rotation. And, mm-hmm. uh, and how many, how many guys can we say that? Well, of him, Cole. Um, you know, Sevi did not, uh, you know, he did have a break. He had to have a break in there. Um, Nestor Cortez took a, a couple of starts off. You know, I mean, it it makes, it, again, to have a steadying presence and, 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 a, and a guy you can count on all the time. You know, I really believe Tyone's only going to get better with his stuff, um, you know, because he's got that really devastating curveball.
0: So. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I think Cashin came out last night said he's pretty comfortable with this rotation that he has yeah. currently. Yeah. He's uh, with the four that he had. I mean, well, it's it, well, he said Cole, Sever, Cole Severino Cortez Montas, I think he he clearly said that like they they expect a, a good year out of Montas with him being fully healthy next year. They did, they pretty much said that he wasn't uh, when they got him, which yeah. they kind of knew what they were getting into with that, in my opinion. But still, um, they expect good things out of him next year. And then they they mentioned he mentioned Herman for the the last spot, but he said the Yankees are also look, looking for pitching too, which we'll get yeah. to what the Yankees are looking to uh, yeah. add this off season uh, in a bit. So, uh we'll be interesting to see if that that involves bringing Tyone back or there's a trade that could potentially happen or I mean it, it, I, I would expect it to be some kind of trade I think because uh, I think everyone knows who follows the Yankees closely that they're pro- probably going to try to deal from their infield depth, the logjam of infield they've they got have. a
1: logjam they've got a glut out there and, and the challenges they've got there's some pieces that are very attractive to other teams, the young guys and there's other pieces that You know, you're going to have to package in order to move. uh, You know, like a Donaldson, if you if you can get to that. And quite honestly, right now, the the overt confidence that they're showing in Josh Donaldson being third base next year and how he should bounce back offensively Mm -hmm. and stuff is is, you know, scary to me. It really is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and we'll get into that uh, in a bit when we talk about Uh, the quotes. Like, seems like Donaldson's back, but um, yeah yeah i mean i think that's more because they can't move him more than they want him back but <laughs> um absolutely yeah and uh we were originally supposed to do a uh, second base preview for the off season today but um yeah. uh with these quotes coming out we were uh we, we decided well let's dive into all of this but i mean just a quick uh thought on it is um i, I mean their most movable guy that isn't a prospect is uh, Glaber Torres. Yep. So, and there two, and years, and, two
1: years of control left, and uh, they suspect he's going to have arbit- arbitration this year. Um, and uh, you know,
0: uh, there are rumors they, at the deadline for Pablo yeah. Lopez. Yep. So.
1: And that may be picked up again. We'll see. But you know, that would open up space when you when you're looking at uh, uh, Peraza, Cabrera, and Volpe. Uh, as yeah. the young guys all all working towards the center, the the middle of the infield. But I guess we'll move on to that. But but yeah, Torres is. But Torres also had one of his best offensive years.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- my whole perspective on Torres is that I, if I'm the Yankees, I'm not giving him away for nothing, but I'm yeah. shopping him for a good piece, like a starting pitcher or s- something yeah. good to get in return, because they do have. I, I mean as we get into the cashman quotes i mean they uh, cashman said that they got got some kids knocking on the door basically yeah. kids pushing in um but i mean we we have some less uh some of the less notable topics before we get into the, the other quotes are uh greg weissert named uh triple a pitcher of the year I yeah triple a um, pitcher of the
1: year congratulations to to, to greg and and he really did well for the Yankees after his auspicious first first appearance in the majors. Um, yeah. He really he really did well. I I could see him being part of the bullpen next year. You know, yeah. And, uh, that that may be a piece that's solves But yeah, congratulations to him. And it's not. It's it's um, it's kind of a rare thing that a reliever, you know, uh, ends up as a pitcher of the year. In, in in you know, I mean, it's happened a few times in the in the majors, but. I don't know how often it happens down in triple a.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see that. Um, last note I have is, uh, Cashman, uh, doesn't have a contract, but he's acting as GM yep. with a handshake agreement right now. So there, there's no more, uh, conversation about is Cashman actually going to be leaving? <laughs> but, but no, he's going to be back. He's at the GM meetings right now without a contract, but, uh, and the same with James Click with the Astros, too. So it's kind of like a similar situation there. Well, they um, signed,
1: yeah, and the Astros have signed uh, or, or, or basically have made offers to both Click and Dusty Baker. Um, yeah. Dusty's already said, or he, said he's kind of, he wants to come back for 2023. Uh, Click, I'm sure, is doing the same thing. Um, I don't know what it is, whether this is a fashionable thing to do, but, you know, uh, to, to bring your GMs into the things, so let's go to the GM meetings, let's have all the postseason conferences let's start laying out the stuff by the way we'll get to your contract but we're not sure yet <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know I kind of I mean I think the jumbo guys said this it's kind of like the Brett Gardner contracts in the past where like it's like oh we'll get to it when we uh, we know it's happening but we'll, we'll get to it when uh, when we have to so yeah yeah um, yeah so I have some rumors written down Um i said like i for reasons we already discussed i would expect that rizzo comes back i think he wants to come back um there were some otani rumors that the yankees were pushing hard for him and they are going to try to push hard for him but uh i think the angels gm came out and said that uh that's not happening but yeah i mean there's also i mean there's the whole uh that doesn't mean, I don't know. I, I don't expect it to happen, but I'm not like, I'm not going to be, be like, okay, he he said it's not going to happen. So, I, I mean, yeah. GMs have said it before. I mean, the whole uh, Giants fans will know that the whole I didn't sign Odell to trade him thing with <laughs> Dave Gettleman was, uh, uh, and just to trade him a couple of weeks later was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah,
1: Joe Shane had some similar comment about Kadarius Tony also in the early part of the year. Um, you know, uh, we're not shopping Kadarius. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's gone. Um, and he's true. They weren't shopping him. Kansas City actually called them first. So, um, but in any event, uh, yeah, I think, uh, first off, the Otani rumors, uh uh what you know, you'd have to what would you what would you be able to, what would you be able to get rid of on the roster just to clear a spot for him first off and then it solves your first base problem but but you know i i don't i don't see any credence in it plus you know is otani ready to accept new york after he rejected it the first time
0: yeah i mean i think i, I don't know i feel like at this point there when he he's like a he's Pretty much the game's best player right now um,
1: Yeah.
0: over the last couple of years uh i think he would accept i think if it came to free agency it would become more about money at this point because mm-hmm. like he owes that to uh, the players union i think but yeah we'll see um yeah i don't expect a trade there i i don't think it would take as much as some would expect it would take a lot but Right. Because he's a rental, I, I don't think it would take as much as some would uh, say yeah. out there. But um, uh, last room I have, the Yankees are also in on uh, Masataka Yoshida, a 29 year old outfielder, left fielder. I uh, had a one dot oh zero zero seven OPS in Japan. Those one dot OPSs are always hard to say, but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I kind of I kind of like the idea of him uh coming to the Yankees. I know he he idolizes Bryce Harper, so we'll see. Hmm. It, we'll see if the Phillies are in on him. They might have the upper hand there, but he's gonna get posted. The yep. Yankees are gonna be in on him. Uh, I'll be interested to see where he ends up. Um,
1: it'll be interesting to see yeah. what the price tag is going to be after, when they once they post. What are they going to be paying? You know, yeah, uh, Japan for that. Um. I, you know left field we have an opening
0: yeah and uh, that's a good segue to our first quote yeah. is uh, uh the yankee uh, i mean Brian Cashman said last night that yankees are looking for left field right field and pitching so yeah. left field fits the bill uh yeah. yoshida fits the bill and he bringing yeah, back he, Benintendi fits the bill bringing back uh i, I mean i mean i don't think I think Nemo would Brandon Nemo would probably be a little too expensive if they plan on bringing back Judge, but if Judge leaves, Nemo fits the bill. Yeah. Um, so.
1: So in none none of this talk, notice that none of this talk involves Hicks, who still has how many years left on his contract? I think it's three. Um, and Hicks, so Hicks Hicks is part of the team, but not part of the not part of the look as far as where they think they're going to go for the outfield positions right now. You know, Bader's locked up center, right? And then you got Judging right, and then we're talking Ben Attendee or Yoshida as his potentials in, in left. You know, Hicks is the fallback plan, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if uh, – I, I would expect – I think the Yankees are probably planning on him being utility if he's back at all. I think they're yeah. going to try to move Hicks um, even if they have to eat some money yeah. to do it. Yep. Out of the it, between him and Donaldson, I think he's the much easier one to move. Um, he is like like ten million isn't a crazy amount. So like you yeah, you, it's you not can't the move twenty five. Yeah, so. it's not
1: the twenty five of a of a of a Donaldson um, or twenty three. Yep. I guess
0: so. Yeah, agreed. Um, All right. So yeah,
1: the next... and, and I guess the other, the other aspect, too, is been, there's been no discussion. You know, what uh, Cashman said is he's, he's had no discussions yet with judges, uh, agents or judge himself. They want him back. They, they've, uh, they plan on making it very difficult for him to leave, is what he said. Um, he had also said that uh, to right now his schedule of GM meetings in Vegas doesn't include any appointments to meet with judges, agents. Uh, he didn't even know if they were in vegas well later on the athletic confirmed that yes in fact judges agents are in vegas so um
0: yeah
1: you know, so we'll see what happens
0: yeah he's he was asked about uh whether he had started negotiations and said no comment i mean that i think this is out of respect to judge who didn't <laughs> want it public uh <laughs> Like, like the offer was leaked before opening day last year. Yeah, yeah. So a straight, um, like
1: I'm gonna play by the rules for you. I'm gonna play by your rules this year, Aaron. Thank you.
0: So he needs to yeah. do that.
1: he Can't show any disrespect on this. He really can't.
0: Yeah, it said um. Yeah, he said he would like to lock in Judge as soon as possible, but Judge is in control of it. Like, and that is true. Like, yeah. and also, I think in the press conference a week ago, he said uh. He basically I think I I read this as kind of making a plea to Hal that like hey like we need to we need to pay this guy cuz he he was like talking about how he puts he puts people in seats and how, yeah. how like it's like hey Hal this is a guy brings a lot off the field as yeah. well
1: yeah, he brings a lot to your,
0: he brings a lot to yeah. your wallet Hal. yeah so <laughs> yeah. everything
1: from merchandising
0: to the judges
1: chambers which are specific seats with a with an up, up uptick in price you know um to just about everything plus he's he's he, you know he's i think he's surpassed um everybody except Otani as as uh you know the the uh face of major league baseball I yeah. really do, and I, and I think he's and he's earned every bit. I mean, putting rolling the dice on himself and having the season he had, uh, he's earned every bit of the time he gets to make a decision where he wants to go.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, the Yankees could offer him the best deal, and then he could go around to the 29 other clubs and be like, okay, oh, hey, are you going to match? Are you going to match? And that could take some time, so um, judges in control here um and he's earned that right and cashman said he's earned that right as well yeah so yep yeah. um
1: i actually feel it's, it could be played the other way i think i think they may be telling judge and his guys go shop go go come back to us tell us what your offers yeah. are and we'll and, and i'll tell you we'll be topping it so
0: yeah and that that's the one scary thing about that is that um They say he goes to another team and and they go, like, if you leave this room this offer's off the table. So, which is kind of what happened with Robinson Cano, which I mean, that kind of played out in the Yankees' favor in the end. Um, Absolutely,
1: for sure. Robinson Cano had one or two good seasons and then started fading, and then of course, you know, PEDs and everything else, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, and the Mariners ended up trading his contract uh, away. So, um, yeah, uh, some other stuff we have. Um, there was some IKF talk in the in the press conference as well. Um, yeah. From Ka- and it seemed like, to me, it seemed like Cashman and Boone were playing good cop bad cop with that. I feel like <laughs> it was kind of interesting, because Cashman, I feel like he's mentally moved on from uh, IKF. Uh, pretty much set. Pretty much said it. Um, I totally agree.
1: I think IKF is. Uh... You know, now, I, if they get lucky and they get a chance to move Donaldson, which we all know that they're saying right now Donaldson's third base next year. But if they get lucky, IKF could slide over to the position you want to gold glove at, you know, or you could just stick, you know, um, DJ LeMayhew there too. But, um, yep. but yeah, yeah, Boone for some reason is, is steadfast in his defense of IKF and IKF's defensive capabilities. And man, you see it. You saw flurries of things, but you also saw him in back-to-back games where Garrett Cole's pitching, cost Garrett Cole a few runs. Yeah, you know.
0: Uh. Yeah, I. I feel like there might be a disconnect between Boone's public comments and P- Boone's actual feelings towards his players, because I, I mean, they they did came they did come out and say that like, I, I mean, this is a. Like John Boyd's source as well um, said that uh, benching IKF in the playoffs was a Boone decision and it went against some of the guys, some of the analytic guys in, in the front office. They didn't want to do that. And uh, yeah. Boone went against him uh, and sat IKF there. So uh, who knows? Maybe behind the scenes he was begging for uh, Peraza to get called up sooner yeah. and wanted him to. But couldn't get him the play, to him, but uh, which,
1: yeah. which, which. By the way, your conspiracy theory, I love that. By the way, because well, I mean, who's making the lineup? Who is making the lineup every day? Is it really Boone, or is it the analytic guys and and uh, and stuff? And Boone occasionally gets to override. I, you know, yeah. But but if you bring this that that, that for, Sorry, you struck a nerve when you when you brought up Peraza. <laughs> um, now Peraza has, you know you bring the guy up let him go and prove himself in the if you if you give it in the month of september let him play and let's see what happens you know yeah. um and and uh i i i hope they do better with peraza next year in giving him a shot and everything because there's a guy that in the spotty at bats and the spotty times he got a chance to play Still hit three hundred. Still made solid contact with the ball, and still looked really, really good with the glove.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the most enjoyable part of the ALCS was him playing game two and making some really good plays. Yeah, yeah. in that game. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, so, I' gonna say, uh, yeah, I mean, Cashman seemed to move up moved on from IKF. I mean, he ba- he. If, if if you didn't notice he said was in reference yeah. to him yeah so um he basically said that he was here to just be a stopgap and we got to, and for the kids coming up and um yeah i think they're planning on uh on on peraza starting uh opening day shortstop next year um because i, I mean and, and this is also like a a takeaway from a. Uh, Listening to Trevor Ploof on talking baseball. Open and co- open competitions in spring training aren't a thing. Uh, basically, um, they're just a thing you say when you're planning on starting a prospect opening day, and uh, you don't want to just hand it to him, or you don't want them to be complacent in spring training. No. Um, yeah. uh, you don't want to just hand hand the starting position to them, uh, so um yeah i would expect peraza to be the starting shortstop next year based on the comments um in, uh, in the press conference and and Cashman's comments last night as well and he also uh-huh. talked about um anthony volpe uh he said that uh he could play into the shortstop conversation as well uh, yep. this year so or in the next year so
1: yeah he actually had more praise i i thought he leaned more on him being major league ready in some cases, he, he said, you know, Cabrera and Peraza. Are, we hope they'll be major league ready, or something to that effect, in in his comments yesterday. So, um, you know, they're all all three are going to compete for the middle infield slots, or excuse me, for the shortstop slot. Um, yeah. You know, and then depending upon what happens, you know, with third and second, just is you know where how many of them do you want to get in the lineup
0: um, and play yeah. at the same time? Yeah, I um. I think uh, Oswaldo Oswaldo Cabrera is is the guy that I think they'll be like, yeah, you're competing for shortstop, but we have other plans for you. Where you're gonna have to, you're gonna be the Marwin Gonzalez type of guy. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, but you're also m- like much better than Marwin Gonzalez was for the Yankees. So yeah. Ideally, yeah. more like 2017 Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah. You know, cheating, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, and 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 then you get to it. You know, all of a sudden, you know, he is he is a super sub. Um, of course, you've got DJ who can bounce around the infield and stuff, and pretty mm-hmm. much lock everything up there, um, which gives Cabrera occasionally the chance to play. I mean, he's the guy that can step in at short, step in at all the outfield positions. You know, he's he he did a. You know, I, I like him. I love the fact that in his in his short stint with the uh, with the Yankees, he. Um, had as many outfield assists, assists as he had, and had never played. That's that's a beautiful thing. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And um, something we don't have on the dock here is uh, while we're talking outfield, is um, yep. uh, Cashman basically said, "Yeah, we got center field locked in," which um, yeah, is just, that that is good to hear that they believe in Bader like the fan base believes in Bader. Yeah, um, as well. Um, obviously, they believe in Bader if they gave up. One of their starters to to get him at the deadline, but yeah, it is a, a move that that got heavily questioned by me included. That um ended up playing oh, out pretty was, well for them. So.
1: Absolutely, I was I was I was all over that. I'm like, why are you giving up on one of your steady steady pitchers, Monty? Um, you know, uh, yep. it is interesting. Little side note it is interesting that Monty and Tyone are hanging out in the postseason together. Yeah. Um and um, but but yeah, I mean, Bader. What he did in the postseason was just solidify everybody's hopes of what they had hoped to see if he ever came back in the regular season.
0: So yeah, good choice. Yeah. Um. Last thing I have written down here is um. The process over result comment
1: oh, oh, had oh, got oh.
0: everyone fired up. So, oh. Oh. I just want to get your thoughts on that.
1: Okay, so. I will tell you my, my real life job, okay, is operations research and process oriented. I absolutely look to make sure we have that everything logically makes sense and, and the process we're using is the right way to get to the end result, okay? But that's my statement. The process is the right way to get to the end result, okay? We haven't been to the end result since 2009. We haven't even had a chance to play for the end result being the World Series title since two thousand and nine. Their process in two thousand and nine was open a new Yankee Stadium by, you know, bring in uh Cece, Texera, Teshera, um, who was the other big guy? I mean they Burnett, Burnett you know, they, they bought they they brought in the big guns to make sure Yankee Stadium was gonna see a World Series in two thousand nine. Hey, Brian, your your process is broken, okay? And that's the challenge you've got right now. Your process may be more important than the result in your eyes, but if your process is not getting you to the end result, you got to review and look at your process. So something's broken because they can't even sniff right now. They, they can't even sniff the World Series right now. Yeah. Yeah, sorry I, you opened it up i did it no, i mean that's
0: <laughs> kind of like exactly my sentiments is that like yeah process over result or i mean eventually you have to like be like okay we got to get some results here like it, it the problem is uh I, I mean process over result i agree with the general philosophy but if you're pro if you don't give fans to have a reason to have faith in your process, then you, then, uh, I, I mean that comment isn't gonna make people very happy. So, and
1: and, and really, what is he what is he saying there? The process or is more important than the result. Okay, so you've got a process that has put you with a winning record for the last twenty some odd years. You've got a process that, with a few exceptions, gets you to the postseason which gets a little more money into the coffers of, of the Steinbrenners and, and the owners. Um, but it doesn't get you to hoist the trophy. It's not getting you. It's not getting you there right now. And you're further away from it. Watching what the Astros did this year, you're further away from it than you think you are. So mm-hmm. I think they you know, yeah. You can't keep saying every year, well, we had these injuries. Well, we had this, well, we had that. No, nope. depth is what actually gets you through a season because there are injuries.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and lastly, what, what I want to make a note on, that on that process over result philosophy is that I think, like, the meaning of that, I think, is that, like, you can have a good process and make good decisions and not win the World Series but i don't think the yankees are the best example of that like for instance from the astros from 2018 through 2021 i think they had a good process i think the dodgers have had a good process in in the years they haven't won as well um so i i I think uh yeah i mean just look at the the rosters there's uh the Astros and Dodgers don't have players like Aaron Hicks and uh, Donaldson on their rosters. Yeah, that—that's, I mean, it's ju- that's just the difference there. So,
1: no, and quite honestly, neither do neither neither do the Dodgers. Okay, they yeah. don't have any. The, I mean, maybe you said the Astros and the Dodgers, but I heard the Astros. The you know the, the Dodgers. Are, yeah, they signed Freddie Friedman. He came in instantly and contributed. Okay. Mm-hmm. OK, and, and, you know, you look around their outfield, you, you look at the guys on the bench. They could be starters on all the other teams. You know, they have got depth. They have got, you know, they have, they, have, uh, they have managed to keep everybody moving. Here's the other thing that drives me nuts, OK, associated with the Yankees, quote unquote, process. All right. Where do you see on any other team the amount of changes in lineups and the amount of shuffling of people in the batting order? than you do on the Yankees right now. You do not see it on the Dodgers. You do not see it on the Astros, okay? You do not see it on any of the other teams. The players are set in stone, you know, do they get a day off? Yes, and somebody else comes in. But the Yankees had 150 different lineups going into the regular season, you know, for the regular season. It's 162 games, okay? There were only one or two places toward the last two or three months of the season where you could count on Aaron Judge batting leadoff, you know, and and then you can count on you know um, the last five or six guys in the batting order to be outs, you know, yeah, uh, you know, and and that's the problem. They they don't have. I I think their their biggest issue. Uh, I'll uh, you know I'll, I'll stop by a diatribe right now. But their biggest issue in my mind is they have not given the players a chance to settle in and be consistent from where they're gonna be contributing from in the lineup.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, agreed. There. <laughs> um, man, I forgot what I was gonna say, but. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the lineups are, I, I mean, Judge was batting leadoff in part because of the record, and we know that too, because oh. they, had a, they had a comfortable division lead for the most part down the stretch. Oh um and uh they also didn't have a leadoff hitter that's, why yeah, that's the that's yeah. a problem so um yeah that's that's part of why we saw judge for so much in the down the stretch on the in the leadoff position there he was but, the um, only
1: guy getting on base
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean mm-hmm. I mean it's been discussed ad nauseum how much yep. he had carried the team this year yeah. so um all right you wanna History to wrap up the, uh, the show. Sure,
1: here. sure. So speaking of 2009 and the fact that they opened the new Yankee Stadium in 2009 and stuff, the history moment today was a year before the stadium opened, or this uh, it was actually months before the stadium opened, on this date in 2008, the Yankees did a cool thing, um, and I think they, they tied together, they they banded with a Bronx some Bronx high school students that were in like STEM program, uh, you know, in the Bronx. And they set up this uh, uh, exercise for the day where these high school students working with a few of the players transferred some of the dirt from the old Yankee Stadium and brought it into the new Yankee Stadium. Now that dirt was laid out around the pitcher's mount and the batter's box, okay? How many times have we ever heard in the house that Ruth built Okay, and it was hopefully, and was that was part of it, trying to bring Ruth and the house that Ruth built over to the new stadium. But how many times do we ever hear, uh, we ever heard, especially when the Yankees had their dynasty years in the late '90s and the early 2000s of of um, the ghosts of Yankee Stadium rise at the right times in the postseason and all this other stuff. What better way to bring the ghosts back to the new stadium is to move the dirt with them and to come on over. Yeah. I thought it was a neat little exercise, but there's a lot of subtlety um, to the, uh, to the inferences of what that meant and stuff. So I thought that was a cool little moment, you know, um, there some of the old Yankee stadium dirt gets transferred to the new Yankee stadium just before it opens up. So.
0: Yeah. Hey, thank, thank God it worked in that first year because could you imagine if they had not won yeah. in the new stadium yet, there would be so much talk about a curse yeah. and, uh, <laughs> The curse of the, the, the Ortiz jersey that got buried in there. Right. <laughs> that they <clears throat> they they did take out, but would have been a whole uh whole whole hex on the Yankees since then. So <laughs> It would have been. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll wrap up this week's episode. Uh unless we get some more notable some bit some big news in the next week. We'll be we will do the second base position preview as discussed uh, a week ago. But um yeah, hopefully we get hopefully we do get some news cuz I do like talking about uh, I do like having some things to talk about and not having to kind of fill airtime here. So yeah. <laughs> so it'll be nice. Um but we'll be back next week. Uh uh thanks for tuning in. Let's go Yankees.